Monday night's game against the Nationals was quite a disaster, and we're going to recap that game for you. Plus, how can we fix this bullpen and make sure they have success going forward for our Halos? Let's get into it. It's time to get locked on with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. We're available on all platforms like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. The best way you can help us out is by giving us a rate and a review. And those watching on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed. Make sure to click that bell when a new episode drops so you can be notified. Plus, it really helps us out if you comment below. We'd love to hear from you. Today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com slash MLB60 and use the code MLB60 for 60% off and free shipping. Thanks for being here with us for this episode of Lockdown Angels, where it's your team every day. Normally, you have the Frisch Brothers here with you, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros. My name is John Frisch. I'm one half of the Super Halo Bros. My brother Mike, unfortunately, can't be here today. His power has been out all day long. Come on, construction people. Let's pick up the pace here. We need Mike back on the show. But you've got me here with you, and I'm here to talk about a couple of things on today's show. Of course, you know that Mike and I have been fans for years. It's our second season with you here at Locked On Angels, and we always have Fan Mail Friday coming up. I'm sure you guys have a lot to say about our Halos right now and this team and the way that they've started out this season. So get your questions in for Fan Mail Friday, whether that's a DM or you can send us a voicemail, 714-409-6396. We'd love to hear from you there. That number is in the episode description, so you won't forget it. But on today's show, we've got to talk about a few things. Of course, the news that Griffin Canning will be returning on Wednesday to pitch against the Nationals. How can we manage this bullpen so that it is successful from here on out? And we got to get in, unfortunately, to last night's game against the Washington Nationals. Now, we got the news shortly before the game that Anthony Rendon was scratched after taking that 98-mile-an-hour fastball off of his left shoulder on Sunday. So he was not in the lineup for this one, and that's a key part of this Angels lineup. They got to have Anthony Rendon in there. Unfortunately, it wasn't his decision. It was a team decision, a staff decision. You got to protect Rendon. I understand the whole bubble wrap conversation, but look, 98 miles an hour off the shoulder. He took it like a champ, number one. And number two, that's going to sting for a little bit. Unfortunately, we don't know if he will be back in tonight's game. He was not available to pinch hit. Uh, The news came out after the game last night. So Rendon's status is questionable for tonight's game. The Angels started this one out well. They got to Patrick Corbin, former Angels prospect in the system. Remember that? He was uh, drafted the same year as Mike Trout and Tyler Skaggs and those guys. In the first inning, they got to Patrick Corbin with a Taylor Ward walk, a Hunter Renfro single, Brandon Drury took a walk, and then Luis Renjifo batting from the right side. Since Patrick Corbin is a lefty, he gets a two-run single, so the Angels are off to a great start, two to nothing in the first inning. I got to give it up to Luis Renjifo for getting that single, but man, he just is able to hit lefties so well. You really wish that, eh, I don't know, he could hit from both sides of the plate as well because he did struggle later on 
And speaking of later on, Hunter Renfro homers once again his third game in a row. Luis Renjifo singles. Gio Urshela, who's been a stud at the bottom of the order, drives in Renjifo with a double. It's 4-1. to one. Two runs come in later on a Renjifo error, and it's him bobbling it and trying to throw it to first. So after a bobble and a bad throw, it's 4-2 to two in favor of the Angels. Then Washington takes the lead in the fifth after Tucker Davidson comes in. And then here's this issue that caused the game to be 6-4 to four in favor of the Nationals. Brandon Drury completes the out at first, but he doesn't see Dominic Smith, who was on second when the play began, running home, crossing third and running home, and Brandon Drury holds the ball like it's the end of the play. That just speaks to the lack of experience that Brandon Drury has at first base. Drury's issues at first really make me miss Jared Walsh. And speaking of which, he's about a week into his recovery for insomnia and migraines. Migraines are no joke. Insomnia is no joke. You want this guy to be mentally fixed so that he can go out there and do his job, but also he's going to need some time to recover and get back into baseball shape once this rehab, this recovery program is over in about a week. So it's going to be some time before we see Jared Walsh back into real games. Rendon at third base, of course, is much needed, and we need his batting average with runners in scoring position, his OPS with runners in scoring position. We need that in the middle of the lineup, and it was very unfortunate that he was not in this game. Now, let me talk about something that was frustrating over the weekend and then frustrating for Jose Suarez on Monday. Blue pits from the Nationals were falling in everywhere. Jose Suarez gave up 10 hits. The Nationals had a total of 14 hits in this game. And the Angels, after the third inning, were no hit. They had a couple of walks, but they did not get a hit after the third inning once they scored their four runs that they would end up only scoring in this game off Patrick Corbin. Listen to this. While the Angels are hitting line drives at 100 plus miles an hour, here are some of the singles that fell in for the Nationals. Michael Chavis, six inning single, 69.6 miles per hour exit velocity. Lane Thomas in the third inning, he got a single, 51 miles per hour. Jaime Candelario, third inning single, 76.8 miles per hour off the bat. The average exit velo was somewhere around 87 or so that they mentioned on the broadcast for the Nationals. They had blue pits falling in everywhere where the runners, or I should say the position players, were not. Jose Suarez, once again, the third time through the order, is an issue for him. I can't understand why he is struggling so much a third time through the order. Jeff Fletcher did mention on Twitter, of course he's the OC registered beat writer, that Jose Suarez didn't quite have a regular spring training, so he might not be uh, stretched out, so to speak, in terms of going into games deep and getting a lot of innings. He really might not have the stamina for that at this moment, and that was once again an issue as he went the third time through the order. Tucker Davidson came in and relieved him and fared a bit better, but this is what the Angels signed up for in the preseason. All offseason, we were clamoring for another starting pitcher to be signed by this team, but it seems like the Angels were perfectly content with going with Jose Suarez. And if you look at Jose Suarez's second half, 
I could understand how they could be content with that. But why take the risk? Why take risk with the fact that if you had a true number five guy with solid major league experience, it only makes your team better. And Jose Suarez doesn't need to be relied upon as much as you would if you had a permanent fifth starter. And this is why I feel good about Griffin Canning coming back on Wednesday. We're going to talk about him a little bit later. But also you have to consider the Angels are not out of options here. They have Chase Silseth looking really good in AAA where it's notoriously hard to pitch and Sam Bachman pitching strong in AA. So an unfortunate loss to the Nationals. Look, I know that everyone expected us to sweep the Nationals, including us. That needs to happen. They have beaten the Braves this season 4-1. to They're a perennial World Series team. So they have had their share of wins. They've got four wins so far this season. Two against the Rockies and one against the Braves. But that doesn't excuse what happened. Going back to the exit velocity conversation, I understand how frustrating it is that these guys get bloop singles against us, but it's also just smart baseball. You put the ball in play, first of all, and you put it where the defenders are not standing. I understand getting a high exit velocity and hitting line drives is the way of baseball these days, but we've got to play smarter baseball. We've got to put the ball where the position players are not, whether that means dumping it, dumping it in between the first baseman and the right fielder, whether that means dropping one behind second and short and in front of center field. It's, it's, I understand that the emphasis on line drives, but that really hurt the angels tonight because they didn't get any more hits after the third inning because they were all up in the air. They were all caught. And that was kind of that. So I understand the frustration. I understand Jose Suarez's frustration, but the angels have to consider a different approach at the plate maybe hitting it the other way and not so much emphasis on the line drives. I understand wanting to hit the ball out of the park. You can do that. I understand hitting it into the gap. You're going to need a high exit velocity to do that as well. But I think the Angels have to consider their approach at the plate when it comes to hitting the opposite way, hitting a, a bloop single into shallow right field, left field, center field. Those are the ways that these teams, the Blue Jays and the Nationals, have gotten to us, and it's really cost our starting pitching and our relief pitching over the last few days. Hopefully something can change there. I know that their emphasis is on swinging on good pitches and seeing what happens, but you got to hit the pitches. You can't strike out. Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, two strikeouts each. Not helpful to this game. I know there were a couple guys who took some walks. I know Hunter Renfro had a big home run and that's due to exit velocity. But man, the Angels really have to figure out something with their approach as they move forward. Otherwise, they're going to continue to hit fly balls and other teams are going to continue to hit dinky dues. Hey, coming up on Lockdown Angels, the bullpen is going to need some help and we're here to help manage the bullpen. So we'll tell you what we would do with this group in just a minute. Locked on Angels is brought to you by So Rare. So Rare is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 MLB teams. And unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, So Rare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting 
Buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents will win you some incredible rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards, and there's no cost to play. Plus, the more that you win, the more that you advance, you collect increasingly powerful cards and access next-level competitions and rewards. So head to SoRare.com slash LockedOn. That's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E dot com to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup, and start competing today to win fantastic rewards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash LockedOn to start playing today. We want to thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Now, as we continue our conversation about the Halos and what's coming up this week, we got the news that Griffin Canning was potentially getting the start against the Nationals on Wednesday. The reason why I said potentially is because it really hinged on what happened in Monday's game, and that ended up being the case. Before the game on Monday, Sam Blum tweeted, Tucker Davidson will most likely start on Wednesday if the Nats, uh, if he isn't needed against the Nationals in relief tonight, Phil Nevin said. If Davidson does pitch tonight, Griffin Canning would very likely pitch on Wednesday. Well, Tucker Davidson ended up coming into the game. He pitched three innings. He was followed by Jimmy Hergett and Matt Moore, who, by the way, looked pretty good out of the bullpen. Unfortunately, it was in a losing effort after the lead was lost, but at least they didn't give up any more runs in that situation. Let me give you a little bit of background on Griffin Canning because it's been a very long time since we've seen him start a game for the Angels. We did get a look at him in spring training. He looked great. The Vila was up. Everything was up on his pitches, his off-speed stuff. But just to remind everybody, Griffin Canning was placed on the injured list about halfway through 2021. And in the time that he did start in 21, he had very up-and-down outings against our opponents. I remember him looking fantastic against the Dodgers, and he looked phenomenal against them one week, and then the next week he would look really not good (laughs) against other teams. That's the best way I can put it, not good. And he went out later in 2021 with a back issue. He didn't pitch at all in 2022. Recently, after he got some time in spring training, he had a groin strain that put him on the injured list. Now, Canning did note on Friday that he felt back to full strength following that groin strain. And the latest news reinforces the fact that he's going to start on Wednesday. He feels good enough to go out there and get this start for the Angels against the Nationals. He did look strong in his rehab start. He was down in San Bernardino, and he went five innings, allowed two runs. One of those was only uh, an earned run. He struck out 10 batters over those five innings in single A Inland Empire. So he had a great rehab start, and it will be interesting to see how he performs on Wednesday. Tucker Davidson, again, was going to be the starter, but he had to come in and relieve Jose Suarez. So the decision was kind of made in that moment of, yep, I guess we're going with Canning on Wednesday. So let me kind of give you some stats on Canning just to remind everybody of the kind of pitcher he can be. In 2021, he had a 79% whiff rate 
on his pitches. What that means is he ranked in the 79th percentile of all starters that year with the best whiff percentage on his pitches. That's according to StatCast. So if the dinky doos and the blue pits are frustrating you as they frustrated me over the last couple of days, well, good news, Griffin Canning is going to miss bats on Wednesday. He's not going to get dinky dude. He can get barreled up at times. He can be hit hard. But all accounts say so far that his velo is up on all of his pitches, which means tighter movement, different looks from the fastball to the slider to the curveball. He's got a great curveball. And I think that's going to translate to more missed bats. He's not going to get as barreled as he has been in the past. In 2021, he had a 39.4% whiff rate on his slider. And in 2020, that whiff rate was 46.6 on his slider. So he does miss bats. He gets guys to swing and miss. And that's what you want out of a starter. The length might be uh, TBD in terms of how long he can go. He went five innings for single A. Perhaps that's all he does against the Nationals on Wednesday. We'll have to wait and see. But I'm confident with the improved velo, the improved health, and the fact that he's got that 79th percentile in whiff rate, meaning he gets lots of swings and misses, that's going to be very good for Griffin Canning. My final thought here is, is this a good first start for Griffin Canning when it comes to the Angels versus the Nationals. I think so. I was hopeful that Jose Suarez could get right on Monday against a team like a Na- like the Nationals that you kind of expect to beat. And with Shohei Otani going tonight, hopefully we get a win there. And with Griffin Canning coming back, I think a great first outing is against the Nationals and not somebody like the Yankees or the Blue Jays, right? I think the Nationals are the perfect team to get a start against. And I'll be interested to see the comparison between a Jose Suarez start where things are blooping in, things are falling in, things are dinky doing into the field versus what Griffin Cannon can do against this same team on Wednesday. Is the swing and miss stuff going to be there? Is he going to get guys out with his slider like he traditionally does? It's his best put-away pitch, followed by the curveball. So he's got great off-speed stuff. I hope that you're encouraged. I'm encouraged because, number one, we need a guy who can swing and miss, get batters to swing and miss. And number two, we need a guy who can go out there and, and be healthy and get back to the you know, ace potential guy that he once was. I know that he has been injured for the last year and a half, but coming out of UCLA, there there were so many people high on Griffin Canning, and I really hope that we see that on Wednesday. So we'll compare his start to Jose Suarez's start, and considering it's, you know, essentially the same lineup, perhaps it's a different outcome on Wednesday. Hey, Locked on Angels is brought to you by FanDuel. The NBA playoffs are almost here, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet 
doesn't win. So all you have to do is go to fanduel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads and which team is going to end up being the NBA champions. It's all on an app that's safe, secure, and easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. All you have to do is go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel. All right, friends, getting into our last conversation of the day. I'm, I'm grateful that you're here with us and uh, being part of the show today. I know Mike is usually here, but again, no power at his out house. It was out for like 10 hours. <laughs> so he just was like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to be able to make the show. So fortunately, I'm still here with you and I'm grateful that you're here. And we want to talk about Yet another frustrating aspect of the Angels so far, 10 games into the season, that's been the bullpen. Now, Jeff Fletcher of the OC Register had an article come out on Monday with some quotes from Perry Manassian discussing the bullpen. Here is what Perry Manassian had to say about the pen. He said, we like our bullpen. I think when you look at certain things that are indicators of good bullpens, Missing bats is important, not walking people is important. We've done both pretty well on a pretty solid level. The one area where we've been really hurt is just batting average on balls in play. Here's some stats here. The Angels relievers have a 25.2% strikeout rate. That ranks 10th in the majors. They also have walked just 4.4% of hitters, excluding intentional walks. That's actually the best rate. In the majors, if you can believe that. So, so far, the Angels have a great strikeout rate, which ranks 10th and the best walk rate in MLB. Batting average on balls in play, if you're not familiar, that's what we call BABIP. That is essentially the level in which a ball is measured once it's put into play. So, there will be an average on something. Like if it's a if it's a line drive into the gap, it's probably got a 900 BABIP, batting average on a ball in play because it's going to land, it's going to fall between players, and they measure that all with StatCast. Now, the BABIP against Angels relievers is 345. So think about a batting average of 345. That's what's happening against Angel relievers. The minor, The major league average right now is 290. And so Jeff Fletcher had this to say. He said, in theory, that means when opponents make contact, a higher than normal percentage of those baseballs are falling in for hits instead of turning into outs. Manassian said, it's all about executing pitches. Would you want a full bullpen with guys throwing 110 that have nasty breaking balls and throw strike one? Absolutely. We all would. But we like our group. That's great GM speak. We like who we have. We like our guys. Manassian also said that relievers need to do a better job of throwing first pitch strikes. We like this group. Manassian said, we think it's going to be a productive group. We'll just go day by day. And I think one thing about manager Phil Nevin is that there's a lot of confidence there with him on the bullpen. He knows what he's doing. We believe in our guys and we're going to have a productive year. So a couple thoughts on what Perry Manassian said. First, regarding Phil Nevin, he said that he has confidence in Phil Nevin. And 
Mike and I have kind of questioned recently, as have some of you Locked On Angels listeners and viewers, who's pulling the strings here? Because a lot of these moves that Phil has made early on in the season were not moves that he made in the second half of last season. It seems like there's a lot of overthinking, overanalyzing, lots of data-driven decisions going into this, playing the matchups. And so Mike and I began to question, is Perry Manassian the one pulling the strings here when it comes to making game time and bullpen decisions? Well, this might just be flowery language from Perry Manassian, but as far as this quote goes, if we're taking him at face value, it seems like he's letting Phil Nevin make these decisions, which... On one hand, it's like, come on, Phil, you got to make better choices. But on the other hand, at least Phil Nevin is in charge of this bullpen. There's some great comments and on YouTube from, from listeners and viewers who said, perhaps Phil Nevin is just trying to figure out what he has in these guys 10 games in. I, I truly agree with that. I think that now is the time to figure out who you can trust, who you can go to, to lock down an inning. We saw that with Matt Moore on Monday night. The guy came in, did his job very well. I could see Matt Moore getting more opportunities as the season goes on, no pun intended. Now, when it comes to liking the guys that they have and not having guys who throw 110 with nasty breaking balls, you got to have a hard-throwing guy in there. You've got to have different looks out of the bullpen. I understand that you've got some pretty standard, you know, 93 to 95 mile per hour fastball guys in there. And you've got Jose Quijada, who in one pitch fastball will have a 90 mile per hour fastball and then a 98 mile per hour fastball. He's just unpredictable. But to say that the underlying numbers tell us that this bullpen will be good I don't know, man. I think the issue of the BABIP being 345 when league average is 290 is because the guys are not locating on their funky deliveries and their funky pitches. You think about Jimmy Herget, who's got the weirdest delivery. They call him the human glitch for a reason. And if there's a high fastball that goes in there with a funky spin on it, that means when it gets put in play, the ball's going to have a funky spin when it hits the ground or hits the dirt, and maybe it bounces away from a defender. Maybe it goes into their glove weird. Maybe that's why there's bobbled baseballs and airs on the field. It's 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 not good all the way around. You've got to have a standard guy who can throw pretty hard. If this is the case, that the Angels are going to roll with who they have now, and I'll say that they are not out of options when it comes to the bullpen. I know Ben Joyce struggled recently in that weird no-hitter that the Trash Pandas lost, but he's somebody I could see coming up. They've got Chris Davinsky in AAA. There's lots of options left for the Halos to go to before they have to make any rash decisions. However, if they're going to stick with the guys that they have, here are a couple things that need to happen. First of all, clean innings. If you give a bullpen pitcher a clean inning, then do it. It sets them up well. It sets them up for success. They don't have to think about guys on base. They don't have to think about a runner threatening to steal. They can come in with the expectation that it's their job to get three outs, even though it might be easier to get one out with two outs in the inning and one guy on base. I still think clean innings is the way to go, and the Angels have to do that more. Second, finish the innings. Matt Moore being removed with two outs and not struggling, that's not how you use Matt Moore. That's not using him well. So we saw that twice. We saw it with Seattle, and we saw it against 
the Blue Jays. Matt Moore gets two outs. Yeah, there's a runner on, but then he brought in Jimmy Herget. Phil Nevin brought in Jimmy Herget to finish the inning. Let guys finish the inning. I think that that is crucial. Finally, Phil Nevin's got to use his eyes. Phil Nevin's been around this game for a long time, and I understand that sometimes you want to play the matchups. Sometimes they're analytics that tell you that this guy is more successful against hard-throwing lefties or soft contact righties, whatever the case might be. But matchups are not the only metric that tells you what to do. Past stats are relevant. They give you a history of what's happened in the past. But for example, you had George Springer hitting a home run off of Matt Moore in 2018. And that can't be a reason for why you don't use Matt Moore in 2023. He's a completely different pitcher now. First of all, he's not a starter. Second of all, he's coming out of the pen and he's able to get righties and lefties out and he can go multiple innings. So I think you just got to use the old eye test and see that somebody like Matt Moore has it down. He's got it locked down. You don't have to worry about him giving up a lead or letting it get away. Just let guys get the last out, finish the innings, let them have clean innings and use your eyes. If a guy's got it, then let the guy have it. I think that Phil Nevin is starting to understand who he can trust in these situations, but hopefully the Angels have learned from their past mistakes over the last 10 games, and we start to see a difference in the bullpen. Hey, thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen today, and for your second listen, check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Look, I know you drafted your team, but you know that that's not where this ends. If you want to win your league, you got to listen to Matt and Dom every single day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies. They're going to tell you who to keep, who to drop, and who people are sleeping on. So make sure you tune in to Locked On Fantasy Baseball. It's available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you want to follow Mike and I, you can do so at Locked on Angels on Twitter. You can also connect with Mike and I on Twitter and Instagram at Super Halo Bros. We'd love to see you there. And on tomorrow's show, of course, we're going to recap Shohei's start against the Nationals. Hopefully the Angels can go out there and get a win tonight. But on tomorrow's show, we're asking the question, if your name isn't Mike Trout, if your name isn't Shohei Otani, and with all the Tungsten Arm O'Doyle tweets that come out and saying we got to get Trout and Otani to the playoffs. How difficult is it if your name isn't Trout or Otani to play on this Angels team? We're going to have that discussion tomorrow. We hope that you join us again. We'll be here to recap game two against the Nationals. Until then, my name is John. Thank you for being here with us. We'll have my brother Mike back here tomorrow as well. Thanks for being here and we'll see you right back here tomorrow.